Welcome to the latest edition of Loaded Balls, and I'm delighted to be joined by new one point coach Mark Poland and ongoing uh, assistant manager Pete. Is that is that your title for, for Straber, or is it uh, first team coach? You can title it whatever way you want, John. It's uh, an unpaid role, so the title's optional. <laughs> and of course, my right hand man, Mark Fitz, lads. Upcoming down game, um, got you on here for your vast experience and uh, Fitzy as well because no one else will come on. But sure, enough, <laughs> we're here, we're here anyway, lads. I suppose that there's only one place to start, and it's about all the appointments going about the county. There's massive names, um, taking jobs that have come up, um, and I suppose probably this is a good place to start with yourself. Can't believe I got lucky and got you on the show just as uh, as it was announced that you know you're you're now involved with Shema Holland um, and taking one point big task. Uh, now McLean done a fantastic job there for the past four years, and you know I suppose a player like yourself, you know it must have been a, been a tough ask whether to play on or or going the coaching role. Yeah, yeah, it was John. Um, um, I picked up an injury again, carried off uh, the first half of the carried off game, and had a partial term of cruciate from just an awkward challenge. And um, I think, thankfully, I think I've avoided surgery, but the knee still doesn't feel right. Like so, it would have been a case of managing from game to game. And I'll be 36, I think, at the start of the start of next season. Um, and then, obviously, this opportunity come up, and it's probably something that I've thought about this last year or two. Um, just been in with the Dow Miners and that there, it's just something that I feel I enjoy a lot more now than actual playing itself. And I um, suppose it's something that I want to do and I want to progress in. So, um, look, delighted to, delighted to get in and Delighted to get into a club um, that's moving well at the minute. Um, played against them this last couple of years and obviously watching them too. They're one of the teams that I enjoy watching them. Um, the brand of football they play and uh, just the way they go about the game, you know. So, look, hopefully we can go in and um, hopefully progress again and see where it takes us. Like, But um, it's probably an opportunity I just couldn't turn down. No, Fitzy, it's some like it's one of the most sought after jobs in the county. Warren Point, obviously, you know, so close to Kukui in, in recent years, beating them this year, and then you know, uh, like just a kick a ball away from winning the, the championship final as well. But um, Shima Holden, friend of the friend of the podcast, was on numerous times last year. Knows his knows his football, and obviously, uh, Polian, you know, one of the up and coming coaches in, in down. So. You know, it looks bright for for one point at the minute. Yeah, I remember we debated in one of the podcasts was it time for one point to to make that change, and and they did. Get on Shane. I know Shane had a. We we're talking discussing about one point. He had he had big faith in them, and he, he definitely believed that they were very very close to that elusive championship. But it's a it's an appointment. It's it's, it's Shane Mahalan knows how to win championships. He's won them as intermediates as a player at Ballyhoe, and he's won that intermediate as a manager with Restraver. Um, Mark as well, obviously, was career in club and county experience game of the Down Minor. So it's a it's a very fresh looking setup for Warren Point. I think as well, you know, they're they're near neighbours. Burn have made a big appointment confirmed today, Jim McCory. So. It's going to be exciting now with the chasing pack in terms of how they can remodel themselves to close the gap in Kirkou, which is a huge gap at the moment. So two huge appointments there for, for the neighbouring clubs. 
Pete, with the two um, appointments, obviously Jim McCurry, as, as Fitzy was saying there, you know, that's a that's a, a bold move by Byrne and, and possibly a bold move by, by Jim as well. You know, he, he's managed Kilku, um, Mayor Bridge as well. Um, you know, Byrne are obviously thinking that that experience is the way to go here. Yeah, listen, they, obviously both Warren Point and Byrne are highly ambitious clubs, so they've both uh, made appointments with connections to Restrever. Shane McCollum, who used to manage Restrever, and uh, Jim McCarty, who lives in Um But I don't think that's going to be enough to get them over us, whatever about any other team. <laughs> uh, on a more serious note, though, look, it is, it's, it's two clubs that have big ambition. Uh, there will be two management teams, uh, Warren Point's plus Jim and whoever he brings with There'll be two management teams with a lot of ambition. Uh, obviously, coming into a new job as well, there'll be plenty of energy and enthusiasm there. Um, so I, I look forward to the challenge of playing those teams next year. Uh, I think sometimes when teams freshen things up, but it's good for the county as well. And the fact that there are so many big appointments within the club scene and down, not just this year, but in the last two and three seasons, it shows that uh, down football is still something that people want to be a part of. And it, it maybe shows the level that down club football is at at the minute, which is quite a high one, I think. Well, there's been a lot of um, you know, speculation and all that there, lads. I'm sure you are involved in WhatsApp groups and all as well. That things are coming through, and you know, there, there's anticipation with with you know every announcement, and you know, you get names banded about all the time. And Paulie, I suppose yours was um, Shane was was you know confirmed sort of early, and then yourself. Did you have much to convince him? Were you talking to Shane? You know, whenever he was announced, or or how did that go about? Um, <clears throat> I think it, it actually came to fruition that um, Ryan Boyle actually just sent me a message about three weeks ago, just to see what way I was, what way I was thinking. Um, and he just asked me, would it, did he mind if um, my name, he put my name forward as maybe a potential coach in a new management setup? Um, I think Ryan, obviously, from having played with him, he knows what I'm like on the pitch. And he knows what I expect when I play it, and it will be the exact same, you know, when I go in to coach these lads. Um, and maybe he thought that I could bring something to the table. And then obviously Shane had found out then, I think, whenever he was maybe um, close to getting the job that I had, my name had been mentioned. And look, we had a chat or two, and... Um, I was just, I was impressed with what he said and um, definitely in terms of coaching and in terms of the way he's talking about going around things, it's it's where I would come from myself, you know, so um, it felt it felt right speaking from him and um, you're mentioning WhatsApp and that there too. Um, <laughs> what, is, what, is the, what, are, what is the, what is the, what is the policy now with WhatsApp and more important? Well, is there is it going to be sent uh, pigeon messages or something like that got there now? Or? Can't confirm that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, it's look as a young ambitious coach, um, I, you, you couldn't really say no. Like as I said, I played against him two years ago in a championship quarter final in Bourne. Um, stupidly played with an injury, and they were one of the strongest teams I have ever come across in my 20 odd years playing senior football. I was just impressed by a lot of aspects of their game and about how how pacey they were, mm -hmm. how intelligent in the ball they were. And like they got so close that year. And then last year they were dealt with, uh, geez, you couldn't have picked the worst draw for them. Like they, they played all the top teams and probably just ran out of steam that um, last day against Kilku after going to extra time the game previous. So, look, I love the way they play football and hopefully there are things that I can see in their game that I would like to improve. And, look, who knows where it'll take them. Um, we're still we're still chasing... We're still chasing Kilku. And that's, that's, that's the facts. They're the ones who, who have the medals and trophies to show. So... Um, It'll be a tough task, and it definitely will, but one I'm looking forward to. No, it's definitely a, a great appointment and, and fair play to you. <clears throat> Look forward to seeing one point next year. So well done. 
Um, I suppose the, the, the second division as well, there's an announcement there with Dark Cross, with um, DJ and Enda Gormley going down, Fitzy, uh, to Dark Cross. So, throw Enda Gormley, obviously, from the Glen Club in um, Derry, and DJ, I know he was uh, with the Down Hurlers, I think it was fitness coach or something there recently. So, you know, Dark Cross uh, getting two big names in as well now. I have indeed. Dara's target has got to be that. They're back in the intermediate mm-hmm. championship now next year. Now, the past 15 or so years, they've lost a couple of intermediate finals. Maybe two years ago, they were fancy to the intermediate and they, they got beat in the semi. So there's that there's that longing there in that club for that intermediate title. And they've brought on board two winners, you know, two All-Ireland senior winners with their counties. Um, and has got a, a great record with Glenn, with those famous Glenn Minor and under-21 teams at Derry and provincial level. So they've brought on board their two boys that um, know what it takes to win. So that's obviously the mentality they're looking on. I know with Dark Foster, they'll have great commitment from the players and backing from the committee. But again, an ambitious, ambitious appointment, but um, choose me business. Yep, no, and definitely. And your own club as well has uh, appointed John Clark is going to cut his teeth at, at Dundrum and uh, we wish John all the best as well. Um, obviously, you know, he doesn't have much to do after Ram McShane and yourself were in there. Uh, you have laid the foundations for him, so, you know, it's... all set up for him. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to walk in there. <laughs> no, so I wish John all the best as well. Lads, um, moving on then, I'll just... Uh, be interesting to see now how where the next couple of weeks takes us, and um, you know I'm sure that's not the last of the appointments. I think there's still uh, a number of Division Three clubs, and um, I think St John's and Division Two are still still on the lookout. So um, we'll keep our ears to the ground, as I say. But I suppose it's um, down football now, and like we have nothing really to base it on because. Against Louth, it was a experimental team that was that was put out. Shall we say, um, Pete? Were you surprised that the, at the team that that uh, Paddy Talley put out against Louth? I have to say, I was yes. Um, given that Down didn't have a game the week before, I thought he would have maybe given more football to players to get them up to match sharpness ahead of the Fermanagh game. However. I appreciate where he's coming from in that he, he wanted to see some of his fringe players down were already promoted, loud were relegated. It was an opportunity to do, to do, to do that uh, without in any way affecting the league in terms of its integrity because you weren't giving a team who had a chance of staying up and on for advantage either. So I understand where Paddy's thinking was coming from. I did think personally that we may have looked to play a few more players who we would probably expect to see this weekend coming up. But in the end, look, Paddy will have seen who he wanted to. He will have learned things from that game. Obviously a disappointing result, but I do think there's a general feeling that if Down had had to go and win that game, there probably would have been a different team on the pitch and there probably would have been a different result. Mm-hmm. Forty, I think there was six or seven um, debutants on, on, on that team. How difficult is it, you know, making your start four down and, you know, being being thrown in with with five or six other boys? Yeah, I can imagine it was extremely difficult. Now, um, just come back to when I started, you always wanted to sort of be in and around lads who had maybe been campaigners as such, like, and maybe made it a wee bit easier. So I probably can appreciate how difficult it probably felt for some of them lads, but I thought they acquitted themselves rightly. There was an there wasn't an intensity to the game, you know. Conditions weren't great either. Um, as Pete says, like down, really, it was more or less giving boys a game to see what they were made of. Basically, um, Louth had probably a few more seasoned campaigners playing. Um, so look, it would be a good test for them lads, but. At the same time, um, at the same time, you just have to wonder what way it'll impact this down team going forward against Bermana next week. Um, I don't personally think it should affect them too much. I don't think the game would have done any of the other more seasoned campaigners any good, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they would have played 
a couple in-house matches before next uh, Sunday as well. So um, it just remains to be seen how they can perform in the day. Who was your debut against, Paulie? And, and can you remember like who, who the, how the result went and how you played? Good question. I think my... My, I well, my, my senior debut, I'm thinking league here for some reason. My down debut was against Sligo um, in Markovic Park under Paddy. Paddy's last game, charge it down. Um, quite an infamous game where I think we scored four points in. So um, a baptism of fire for me. Let me tell you, um, the man took a barrage of abuse after that game, you know. Mm-hmm. And in fairness to him, he threw the legs of myself and Aidan Carr and Lav, I think, come on that day as well, you know. So, um, yeah, it was it was one that probably probably got me ready for inter-county football, let's say. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, fortunately, we had better days. But, um, yeah, it was one of those days where, yeah, it was a baptism of fire, really. But I suppose the, uh, that it was on TV and... Down, we're going to be playing for Mana, you know, a couple of weeks at, you know, after that. Do you think Paddy was just thinking to himself, you know, we don't really need to show our hand just yet? And, you know, these boys have, have done well in training and, and we'll reward them with a, with a game here against Loud. I think we need to respect the decision he made and the team he put out. Let's not forget the team he put out, these boys are, are county footballers in their own right. And, you know, he, he had every right to put out. The team he did to represent down, and I wouldn't question him too much on that. It was a meaningless game in a sense, um, in terms of promotion secured. I think again, you don't always want to show your full hand as well. I'm sure what he's seen at training and in in-house games and in the challenge games that they've played, he's seen what he wants to see from the, the boys that are much closer to the start of 15. So it's a great opportunity, and let's not forget, I think there's seven boys made their, their debuts. Mm-hmm. We're down, and that's that's a proud moment for them and their families, and how they afforded them that opportunity. So I, I think you know we place trust in our county manager, and that he's he's going the right way about things. Because there was a lot of uh, backlash, shall we say, boys, and you know I don't know how much credibility you know the, the from from people you know that were that were given off that down were actually beat by by Louth and you know but. There is merit, Peter, in, in you know giving these boys a chance and, and you know rewarding them. Absolutely. And the thing is, if you're going to develop more county players or future county players, they have to get their debut somewhere. And in one sense, as Mark says, that was the perfect game to give that opportunity to a lot of players as Paddy did. Um I think a lot of the criticism that the team has faced is definitely unfair because at the end of the day, start of this season, Down's number one ambition would have been to finish the year in Division 2. Mm-hmm. They've done that. Um, most of the spade work was done pre-lockdown. Um, but the job has been finished. Admittedly, yes, some of, some of the work was taken out of Down's hands over the last few weeks. But Down did what they needed to do to get into Division 2. Um, so the, the squad has achieved the first goal. The second goal they will have set will have been to beat Fermanagh. Um, and that is now where their entire focus is. That is where their focus will have been as soon as they were promoted. So in terms of Paddy giving people game time, it's giving them opportunity to show him that they can they can offer something. Uh, and maybe as well to, to show the other players what they can offer because sometimes a player can be looking around and maybe someone just into a squad who he he hasn't played with yet and he sees certain things and he's not sure about what he can do. Actually, to see that player playing a game will give the other players greater confidence in those players on some occasion as well. So there's definitely merit in what he did. Um, And I think the the proof of that hopefully will come on on Sunday with a down victory. No, and, and, and fingers crossed. Well, I suppose you know it'd be interesting just to see your, your take on on you know how you think the team will take shape um from for the match on on at the weekend and um Darno Hagen obviously is out I think he's an operation on every part of the body Paulie would that be right saying like a, he's had his he's had his thirtieth uh, birthday there and just before I get the get the um Aiden Carr yeah um. 
darn, I did not have nothing to do with that that voice note. So it was Aiden Carr put put me up to it. So just <laughs> just to let you know. But happy birthday, by the way. Uh, Paulie, you know it's going to be a massive, massive loss. Um, darn from this down. Yeah, he's, um, it doesn't surprise me that that boy's had a few uh, get a few things sorted out because. Every night at training and every game he played in for down, he put his body in the line and you'll not come across a better defender in Ulster his last five years or so. And I don't say that lightheartedly. I actually do think he would get on. He would. I'm not saying I'm actually. He would get on any county team in Ireland. Um, he's that he's good a player. Tenacious, good in the ball, a leader. And I think down will miss him. But look, it gives somebody else a chance to step in and put their hand up as well, you know. But Look, he's, he's capping for a reason and hopefully other boys can step up to the plate now in his absence on Sunday. Would it be right in saying that Killam Mooney is the captain if, if, if starting on um, the weekend, Pete? I think he is, yes, that's correct. Um, Killam obviously back from, from his injury as well and you know it's going to be a massive uh, boost for Down if, if he's playing. But boys... Um, how do you think the defensive lineup, Paulie? Can you give us a like to know how you, what? Um, our Connor doesn't give too much away, John. <laughs> um, really, to me, you're probably going to base it around the team that was potentially going to start against Leitrim. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of bobbing goals, maybe Ryan McLean, um, um, Daniel Guinness, maybe at five. The two Fagans at six and seven. Um, I'm not sure who was in full, who's in full back. Patrick Mordick. Patrick Mordick could be full Patrick, back. Yeah, right, Patrick, Patrick full back. And then I was looking at it today. It's completely four. Do you think um, Danny Parlow could start for his experience as well? Holding up in the back line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Depending on depending, I think he's picked up a few injuries of that there, you know. Um, so probably will come in for his experience. Yeah, um, middle of the field, you're probably going to have Connor and Johnny Flynn, and then a half forward line of Liam Kerr and Mooney. I can't actually believe they're letting him wear number eleven. Anyhow, <laughs> um, serious, serious pace, and then obviously with Donal. Inside, along with Jerome, who has been outstanding in the Down Championship this year, Barry O'Hagan threw into the mix, along with uh, James Guinness, maybe Owen McCabe. Um, you've options there, like yeah, really do. yeah. But I suppose it's 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 the, you know as Fordy was saying, or you know it's hard to nail down a down team now because of all the options. I think Pierre Slavery's back from from um, fractured cheekbone as well, so he'll be you know in the mix there as well and you know there is so many players that can come in and play different positions there is we've, we've also Kilku's Ryan McAvoy who could slot in there alright at fullback or even a midfield Dylan Ward last day out mm-hmm. didn't do himself any harm in terms of putting himself into the frame and you might see him get in there ahead of Johnny Flynn around the middle um, Shane Annett McCartan from one point again won't be far away in the defence I think Tally's big decisions are going to have to be up, up front because, you know, you've potentially, you know, Ryan Johnson coming into the equation, um, even Sheelan Johnson, I'm sure the status is with Corey Quinn. So, you know, Liam Kerr, Mooney, Guinness, you know, there's so many options up there in the attack. And that's where it'll be interesting just to see. I don't think, you know, I, don't, I know we'll not, we'll not play six out and out forwards, but there's serious competition there in that forward line. Um, which 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 is definitely good for the team. Yeah, Pete, like you know, as Down have always been renowned for you know classy forwards and that. But how do we um you know mirror that in, in defence then? You know, there's Jerry Collins as well. Ran McLean and back again in the in the Down fold. Um, you know, after stepping away for a couple of months. You know, like there is there is plenty of options now. Kevin McKernan as well. You know, is is he going to deploy the sweeper? There is, there's depth throughout the squad and um, there's a good mix there. We're, we're talking here about three or four players who are vastly experienced players who could be thrown in 
and we're also talking about three or four players who are new to the thing, who have maybe shown enough that they could be thrown in. So there's there's options there in terms of whether you need a, a calm head, someone who's been there, seen everything and done it before, or if you're looking maybe someone to inject energy, inject pace into the thing, there's those kind of players there as well. You know, looking back, uh, you mentioned Ryan McAvoy, and I know maybe after the Louth game, a few people... Uh, criticising Ryan, I think that's a bit unfair because although Sam Mulroy kicked 1-7 for Louth, six points of that were from free kicks uh, and he's then gone and franked that form by kicking 1-7 for Louth in the championship last week as well. So I think Ryan will back uh, definitely is still, still a serious option for Ryan. Uh, Cormac McCartan at six, I think is again somebody who could play, really could play any of the defensive positions uh, if Down needed someone to fill in at a certain area. You've mentioned the likes of Jared Collins, who um, I suppose could could play a similar type of game to the type of game Darren O'Hagan would be known for playing as well, uh, in terms of marking tightly, but also having that ability to get up the field. So there is, there's defensive options. Um, we are a little bit in the dark in terms of what way Paddy Talley may be thinking, because we have so little to base this on. But Fermano will be the same. They'll be looking at down and saying, well, hold on. What way are they going to line up here? Uh, which which makes for Mana's prep, preparation that bit more difficult as well. So perhaps this sort of ambiguity that there is around down, this sense of mystique and intrigue could actually be an advantage. Mm-hmm. Paulie, you know, when in your in your time playing, um, you know, that 2010 team was pretty nailed on. You know, there wasn't too many surprises. Um, even with the substitutes, we sort of knew what was going to happen. But... You know, probably playing later on. Then, did you think, you know, two weeks in the, will, will the boys know the team and, you know, um, what preparations goes into these two weeks? Yeah, I'd say the lads probably do know the team. Um, the last two weeks, the last week probably would have been a wind down more than anything. Your big chance probably would have come maybe the weekend before the game, if not maybe during that week with um, in-house matches and whatnot, but you usually would have a fair idea, maybe bar maybe one or two positions of who was actually going to take the field. So I'm sure this week here will just be a wind down for them and just more or less probably focusing on a wee bit of Fermanagh, maybe Tuesday night and then complete focus on yourself from Thursday onwards, you know. So um I'm sure Paddy and them, them men know what to expect. I think I don't think Fermanagh will differ from the way they've been the last couple of years. Men behind the ball, making it tough trying to counter and or counter then, um, if possible, off Down's mistakes. So, um, like as I said, Down a serious pace in that forward line now, and hopefully, hopefully the conditions don't hold that back and they're allowed to express themselves. You know, so. Um, uh, it definitely is. It's a good test and it'll show where we're down are, you know, and um, hopefully we'll all be looking forward to the semi-final come close to playing Sunday. They say uh, a, like a team merged their manager and, you know, how did you come up against Ricey, um on, on any occasions and, and, you know, how did you fare out? I played, I played a McKenna Cup game in Oma and he came on I think that's maybe after maybe the one that and I went for a ball, mucky pitch in Oma, and won the ball, laid it off, and then two knees come down in the back of my head. So, um, that, was, uh, that was the only time I encountered him. <laughs> I'm not sure if he played, we played Throne in 2010 in Casement. I'm not sure if he was playing that day. I'm not 100% sure. He could well have been, but I wasn't anywhere near. He <laughs> <laughs> kept your distance. <laughs> Pete, uh, Fermanagh, you know, you had your spell there with Fermanagh and um, you know, has the turnover of players been been noticeable and you know, what can we expect from this Fermanagh team? There has been a very small turnover of players, actually. Um, in parallel speaking, when you look at how much other teams would have changed in those three three years it is now um, Fermanagh is a small county they only have 20 clubs so their pick is, is limited um, 
And, you know, when you read the Fermanagh Herald, as I would most weeks, um, the match reports. <laughs> see if, the, see if, you're, you're see, see if you're still getting a mansion, mate. Right? No, <laughs> see, we were in Fermanagh for four years. Uh-huh. And I never once read the Fermanagh Herald. <laughs> but there's, a, there's a, a man in Irvinstown who works in a place called the Bonnacre Centre, George Beacom. And ever since Pete left Fermanagh, every single week he has posted him a copy of the Fermanagh Herald. Brilliant. So we read it when it gets here. <laughs> um, but the, what I was coming to was that the match reports um, of the club games in Fermanagh still generally feature the players as the star men who were on the county squad when we were there. Now, what Mark said about Fermanagh the last couple of years playing defensively is correct. But I think Fermanagh are a county who, who are underappreciated in terms of the, the quality of player they have. In Owen Donnelly, I think they have one of the top midfielders in the country. Uh, now, he's obviously Owen's 31 maybe now, but he's maybe starting to to reach going just towards the end of his peak. But he is still an absolutely top-class midfielder and partnered there by Ryan Jones, who's obviously spearheaded Derek Donnelly to their five in a row until that was interrupted this year within the county. Uh, so they have one of the, definitely I would say Fermanagh have possibly the best midfield in Ulster with those two in there. Um, players like Aidan Breen, Declan McCusker, very hard-working players, but also exceptionally talented. These are players who know what it takes to win championship matches. These are players who, in their careers, maybe of now seven, eight, nine years at county level, have not lost very often at Brewster Park. So there's definitely going to be a challenge there. Uh, this is not going to be a case of down going and recording an easy win by any means. Um, there have been some younger players come in this season. Uh, young Josh Largo-Ellis, Lorton McStravick, Luke Flanagan and uh, the likes of Callum Jones is on the squad as well. And that, that will give maybe a, a challenge to some of those people in terms of holding their positions on the team. Uh, Tomas Corrigan has been pretty much their scorer-in-chief in the last couple of matches. Uh, but a lot of that, again, coming from place balls. So if Down can avoid giving away free kicks, I think Fermanagh won't uh, register an awful lot from play. And I think defensive discipline will go a long, long way to winning this game for Down at the weekend. No, yeah. I hope Mark Dorn's going to watch this, Pete. You've just done a scouting job for him there. <laughs> you, you know, he doesn't have to do too much today. This is coming week. Well, there's, there, there's a few more, but um, <laughs> well, look, I think... I think Down will overall. Uh, I've, I've talked for man up there. You nearly think they were going to win the All Ireland, but no. Look, Fermanagh are a good team. I think at the minute Down are a slightly better team, and I I would expect Down to win the game on Sunday by a couple of points. Yeah, I suppose that like you know was said about Down now are getting strength and depth in in the squad, and you, like I know the the result didn't happen against Louth, but. You know that them young lads, the likes of uh, Shane Annett, uh, Ross Carr Jr., you know Dilly Ward, uh, Shailen Johnson. You know the list goes on. Boys who who are just itching to, to step up. And I suppose probably it is, you know, exciting times for for Down. They're just on the on the cusp of something. I think. Yeah. Look, um, all the players you've named there, they're all in a good age profile. Um, some of them not too long out of minor. Um, and look, the big thing for me is they need to, they need to stick at it. I always say that, you know, playing inter-county football is like doing your apprenticeship. There's lads who have come on to county panels and have expected to walk straight in because they're maybe one of their club's best players. And that's just not the way it, ha- it works. Like, you know, um, you need to stick around. You need to be, you need to be thick skinned. You need to accept that you're not going to maybe play as much as you would like. And then when your opportunity does arise, you need to grab it with both hands. And then obviously when you do get your place, you're trying to hold on to it. You're trying to show and train it. And see then that, you know, boys who have had long distinguished careers have shown, you know, throughout the years, because it isn't easy. Like it definitely isn't easy. And these are the games here you're probably judged on. Um, this year, look, we're just grateful to have some sort of football but like as you were talking about there, um, you're never too far away from criticism and down, even mm-hmm. when 
games don't mean anything, you know, there's always somebody there looking to take a, a bite out of you. Um, but I suppose that comes from playing in their county football, like, you know, and you just need to be thick-skinned and, and deal with it. But, look, from working with the minors the last two years and seeing what's coming up through the 20s, if them lads, if they stick at it and they come together under a great management team over the next couple of years, it, can, it, will, be, it will be exciting and it will be something to look forward to, definitely. But say, um, you know, I've sort of talked to you in again to, to, to being more involved with, with Down and looking forward to Down, you know, after, you know, I think you, you, had, you had a bit of sabbatical yourself from, from, from the, the senior game. So, um, you know, what's your expectations now? Um, you know, you, you've, you've been uh, looking at the players in the leagues and championship. Um, you know, how do you think, what's, what's, what's a good year for you? This is a tight, tight game for down this, um, and I think it's a, it's going to be a slippery one because there's not going to be much in this. And I've, my my only worry for down is that if it's a, a wet day and that Brewster Park, Stramana the home advantage and it gets physical, that's a worry I have. Because down have a lot of fleet-footed players on, on that team, and my worry would be if it gets into a physical battle, there could be definitely some down, but. Again, there's a good paneler. I'd imagine Paddy Talley will be able to use his full complement of subs because there's enough talent on that bench, so he'll be able to keep the thing fresh. They talk about this weak side of the draw, but there's nothing weak about this side of the draw. Calvin are just after beating Monaghan, mm-hmm. and likely they'll get over Anthem. So, you know, you've, you've Calvin in there. Don't forget, a couple of years ago, Fermanagh got the Ulster, Ulster you know, senior final as well. So... This is not, I, I don't think there is a, a weak side of the draw in the Ulster Championship. So if down do get over Fermanagh, which is possible, you know, this likely is going to be meeting with Calvin in a semi-final. And it is an opportunity to get the Ulster final. But like, to get over Fermanagh and Calvin is too big ass. But my only thing, I keep talking about what ifs, but this down team's a good emerging team. Um, there definitely is, you know, the nucleus there of some building. But it's just a pity uh, that the two best defenders in the county and Aaron Brannigan and Darryl Brannigan aren't on the team. And one of the most effective players in the county, Eugene Brannigan, isn't. And see if you have those three boys in the mix. And I know we're, we've talked about this the previous few years, everybody in the county. Those three boys, four boys, Brannigan's on the county would make such a difference. But could you imagine that down team going into Vermont with them three boys and you start 15? But that's what ifs. Down could, could just get over this and... A potential meeting with Calvin, I think, would be what what everybody would like to see, and everybody would roll behind. No, and uh, definitely, and you know, well, it is going to be a leveler, man, and and you know, we've seen there probably you know, my heart went out to Conor Love actually against um for Monaghan. You know, you could see seven points up. Um, you know, they were just keeping the ball, but. You know these things happen in football sometimes. Like whenever you you go into that shell and and you're you're caught between do we attack, do we keep the ball, and you know ultimately Calvin just pegged them back with some some great scores from distance. But you know if that wind hadn't have been there and and you know it's just it's just one of them things. Yeah, look, I actually was just speaking to somebody earlier about the Donegal and Throne game and just about how you would love to have watched it and. Mm-hmm. The middle of the summer, hard ground, and as who knows what end it would have took. And I think the Calvin and Monaghan game would have would have been the exact same. You know, um, you're definitely right there in terms of the elements they do. They make them 50-50 encounters, and who's to say that on Sunday against uh, Fermanagh, there's not a gale blowing down the field as well. You know, mm-hmm. so. Um, I was just watching the Calvin Monaghan game, and even though Monaghan were in the lead, they had a couple of opportunities, maybe half goal chances where they fisted the ball over the bar, and I'm sitting looking at myself going, That's not Connor Laverty, like that ball would go only one place that ball's going. And I was thinking to myself, Is this going to come back and haunt them? You know, probably the safe option at the time, but ultimately it probably did come back and bite them, you know, and fair juice to Calvin, like they, they never threw the tile in and what a kick to win it in the end. Like. The, the standard of the, the Donegal and, and Throne probably exposes the, the athleticism of them men now is, is scary too, like they're just, 
like there must be like most of them are about six foot and fifteen stone now, and don't mm. cannot get up and down the pitch. Um, you know, Michael Murphy was was something else, wasn't he? Yeah, to me, he's been um, the most consistent footballer. I think in Ulster anyway, and if not Ireland over his last five five ten years, easy. Um, He's basically, they've basically just from maybe their team that's won in 2012 and won a few Ulsters after that there, it's just a completely new team um, that's come through, bar a few, and he's the focal point, he is their, he is their talisman, there's no question about that, and how he has changed his game, I suppose, as well, from being an out-and-out full forward to coming out and just, I don't know what sort of a role, does he play midfield, does he play half forward, he just seems to be everywhere, and he's a man-mountain. He's a man, right? And he's very, very difficult to dispossess. And for such a big man, he's very explosive. He can move with the ball. Um, yeah, he's just, he's probably everything you want in a Gaelic footballer. And them boys just, they feed off him, you know. And um, it wouldn't surprise me if they had a, a major say in the All-Ireland series this year. Were you, were you surprised with Donegal's win or, did you, or were you surprised throwing Random so close? No, I knew it was going to be close. I knew it was going to be close. Um, I think people maybe underestimate throwing a wee bit nowadays. I don't know why. Um, they're always very, very difficult to play against. Um, a few questionable decisions maybe made along the line about substitutions as well. Um, I don't know. I can't, I can't maybe, obviously this is just looking from the outside, mm -hmm. but Peter Hart's one of the best wing half-backs. Mm -hmm. in Ulster whenever he played there and he seemed to be playing him in the forward line now where he's even bottled up and you know gets more attention than what he, he maybe should mm -hmm. um, but I think Donegal just of that slight wee edge over him for some reason I don't know if it's mental or what it is but um, look, they're a very good team and home advantage probably had a lot to do with it too just this familiar surroundings of Bally Buffet and um, big big physical team like you know um but a lot of experience there as well. Pete, the, uh, the throne match, you know, a scene that was, I was very um, interested in McFadden's role for, for Donegal. Um, he got through a mountain of work and, you know, they seemed to win that middle sector, didn't they? And that's sort of where the, the turn of the tide was. Well, a, a lot of games now come down to that middle eight and the amount of ball that a team can take out of there and send forward because that jungle, if you like, from, from 5 to 12, um, is it's a battleground, particularly now in winter football, in this winter championship. And you need hard work. You need physicality in there. And I suppose to relate that to Sunday's game, I mentioned the, the Fermanagh midfield and you have the likes of Richie O'Callaghan and uh, Stephen McGullion, who are all big physical players. And Down will need to counter that with their own size in there. So I think the likes of McCurran will definitely have a role to play here. You mentioned Benny McCardle as well. And Down are going to need those kind of guys to come in and, and win the physical exchanges in that middle area. Uh, they also need that mobility, though, to, to carry the ball from there to get it forward. Because if you want to get it up to your front men, to your danger men and your scorers, um, at this time of year, it's not necessarily going to be a 50-yard kick pass with a one nice bounce straight into the man's chest because you'll have wind, you'll have the ball skating off a wet pitch. Um, it's going to take serious hard graft and serious, serious effort. Uh, and, and that is the challenge for every team. Donny Gall mastered that on Sunday. Uh, Tyrone, no, Tyrone were very, very close to winning the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, one or two wee breaks of the ball and that game could very, very handily have gone the other way. But Donny Gall were exceptional in terms of of graft from, from, well, even number one right through to 15. Um, you know, the, the goalkeeper's an exceptional keeper. and uh, But throughout, throughout the team, throughout the field, what you see the work rate that those guys put in from minute one to the very, very end, uh, that, that's the standard that, that down that Fermanagh that all other counties in Ulster have to aspire to. And for, for ourselves and down, that starts on Sunday. Let's see, the two games, um, you know, were you surprised that, that Cavan actually defeated Monaghan and the the quality of the, of the thrown Donegal match in them conditions as well? Were you, were you surprised with that? I fancy Monaghan to beat Cavan um, for a few reasons. Number one, when Conor Lavery, you know, he, he, he have not those boys so well drilled, but Monaghan made a lot of big on characters and mistakes, kept taking the ball into the tackle a lot. 
Um, things that just just one of those days, and Calvin got it nipped in the end there. But you know, Calvin, I think Calvin in the final last year against Bunny Gall. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, again, there are no slouches. The Trung Donegal game, my God, it was physical. I'm, you're really starting to see now, you know, the makeup of an inter-county player is, you're talking this nearly, the majority, six foot plus, supremely well-conditioned over a couple of years, has the fitness to go, the 70 minutes plus, and these are becoming nearly, nearly like a prototype in these counties, like Donegal and the high emerging counties, but um, Donegal rightly now favourites for Ulster, the interesting one is will Mickey Hart stay on with Jerome? That's going to be interesting just to see whether he will he decide to walk away because I think the decision will ultimately lay with him. But Donegal there against Armagh, I fancy Donegal get through to a, an Ulster final. But again, and we're talking if Down can get the rub of the green and somehow get by for Mana, build momentum into a potential game against Calvin, it'd be great to see this winter uh, a Donegal Down Ulster final. I really would, I think. They maybe played in the final in 2012, eight years ago. Um, Mark probably remembers, but it'd be great to see just down and get the North final, you know. I would, I would. Um, Polly Armand Derry, then, um, obviously, you know, the, the, it wasn't as quick or as, um, I don't know if it was as intense as, as the Throne and um, Donegal, but still, Armand are, are a serious outfit. I. Look, they're not bad. Um, they've got promotion in the Division One. Um, they've won their first round. I'm sure they'd fancy their chan- chances within, as all our mass aides would. Um, it was great to see Jamie Clark sort of back, you know, up at the top end of the field. And, you know, there was a point he scored in the second half, cutting in from the sideline. And that's what I think they need more of, you know, trying to keep him closer to the goals. Obviously, they have their own plan and that there, and um, probably trying to mirror Donegal with probably one eye on them, you know, from further back. Um, so it'd be a big challenge for them. It would be a big challenge for them, and it wouldn't surprise me if the game was a lot closer than what some people would expect either. Um, but the big thing from Armagh is discipline at the back. Um, to me, they give away far too many frees, and there's they're going to be seriously punished if, if they do that again against Donegal. Um, they'll be getting as underdogs, which I think suits them better as well. So um, it'll be an intriguing battle now, and obviously they'll be looking to build even further under uh, Kieran this year. Pete, the, the, the scoreable frees, obviously, the, you know, kept Derry in the game. Um, were you surprised that Rory Gallagher didn't throw the kitchen sink even with the last you know five minutes or so? He just seemed to be you know happy to get it. It was all about that last kick out, really, wasn't it? You know, if they won it, you know, and, and get an attack and, and get the draw. I'm surprised at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we've all seen enough of Rory over the last three or four years to know exactly what way he's going to play and that that doesn't change. Um, I think in terms of the scoreable free kicks, Derry actually missed one early in the second half. That was a relatively straightforward free. And had that one gone over, uh, then at the end, obviously, they're that point closer. And the, the, the score that ultimately pulled them to within one would have pulled them level. Mm-hmm. Um, Derry's shooting from play was very erratic. In the time that Armagh were down to 14 with the sin bin for Jamie Clark, Derry kicked four wides. Uh, a couple of them were really, really bad wides. Brendan Rogers had won, where he came up the right-hand side of the field and had the beating of his man, but shot off balance and actually missed the ball stop. And that's one of Derry's most experienced players. Um, I was very disappointed with what Derry offered, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought Derry looked a very, very average team. And I think... I wouldn't be getting carried away with Armagh beating them, to be honest with you. Um, I think at the minute, Donny Gall will definitely come out of that side of the draw. Um, and I think Tyrone, you're looking at Donny Gall, Tyrone as the best two teams in Ulster, there's no doubt about that. But I think the next three, probably the next three strongest teams are all in the other side of the draw. Uh, in, in Cavan, Monaghan, who are now gone, 
and I think down, hopefully so. Um, I think Armagh, yes, the, the, the beat Derry, but I think they beat quite a poor Derry team, particularly on the day. And uh, that's not something that I would be getting carried away with. Probably, I suppose, like people saying there about the free kicks. And the interesting thing from the Louth game was Donald O'Hare wasn't actually taking the free kicks, it was um, by O'Hagan. And I'm just wondering, you know, what you're reading into that? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. Um, was it the conditions? Was Barry hitting them? I know he, I, I just, I caught the, first, the end of the first half and it, he kicked them on over from the left-hand side. I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, to me, Donald would be, Donald would be my choice for hitting freeze. Barry can't hit them off the ground from further afield. Um, I'm not sure. Was he carrying an injury? If he was, he probably wouldn't have been playing. Um, I don't know. I really mm. don't. It was just an interesting one. I just was 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 surprised myself, Pete. Uh, you know, it was it possibly tie in with with the rest with the way Down approached that game. It was just something they wanted to try. Mm-hmm. They wanted to give uh, to give Barry the opportunity to hit him free kicks in, in a county game to see how he coped with it, and he scored four. Mm-hmm. So it all right. No, uh, I'm not, like I, I'm just surprised that you know Donald's been doing it for for years for Down and then. You know, it was uh, and he was on the pitch, but I suppose let's say it, it, you know, as Pete says, maybe it was, you know, sometimes maybe Donald's not playing, who's going to hit the freeze, and you know, it's another option for them. Look, it's a situation created maybe try to put Barry O'Hagan under a bit of pressure, see how he coped with the responsibility of taking the free taking, and you do have an in house game, but why not do the National League game and test him out? And I think he, he came through with pretty well with, with the task of his hand to him. But again, you know, without trying to overanalyze or look too much in it, that's might just look what it was. They, they give O'Hagan that platform to see how he went with the freeze and, you know, just test him out a bit, see, see what his body looks like. As, just on, on the final note of, of, you know, what we expect from down, um, you know, there's a lot of criticism about the, the, the kick-out strategy for, for down, you know, hitting, hitting the box. Um, Pauly, are you a fan, or and you know, do you think there there might be something else? Um, do you know in this match? Yeah, you would like to think so. Um, it's one that baffled me last year, especially against Loud, whenever they needed the win to um, go up, that they persisted with this kick out until the last five minutes when they did go short. Um, I think maybe the Bubba a bit more experience under his belt now, and probably not afraid to go short as uh, um, anymore but that all comes down to the options you have out the pitch as well, do you know what I mean? So um, I'm sure that it's probably something that they have worked on over this last couple of weeks, couple of months because like everybody knows now that kickouts are so so important to um, how, you, how you play basically and the opportunities that you create. So I would like to think so and I'd also like to think the boys have showed the responsibility to go and demand the ball Comfortable, mm-hmm. no matter what the scoreline is in the game, whether it's tight, whether down or winning or they're losing. Um, one thing that Darnell Hagen, their captain, would never shy from too. So, um, look, it's it's a massive part of the game, and it's a it's probably one thing that I would like to see the down team maybe excel at a wee bit more, such as is their kickouts, because there's no doubt in the quality they have over the field. But primary possession is key mm-hmm. nowadays, and you know, down probably have suffered in that there this last while and that just doesn't go for the two midfielders that there's your six or eight around the middle you know break ball and things like that there too so um, look I know they will have more than one kick out strategy and it's just about getting those calls on the day and executing them you know and um, as I say sort of building from there That's I suppose with um, Bubba you know being Casaban goalkeeper now you know he's I suppose that was important for him as well um, to get a full, full, well, you know, full season as as we had in that. Yeah, he got the he got the COVID season in that. I know he had spells outfield for Castlewell and that, but I think probably you do, especially if you're playing Division One senior championship club football. You need to be playing more or less in the position that you're going if you are in the county panel. I think that makes sense. Um, just just on another point, and this is maybe a, a theory I have, but. Because this is this kind of winter football and looking at the past decade or so and Kukou's experience in Ulster Club Championship football around this time of the year, 
I don't think it would do any harm for Paddy Pally, maybe firing those six or seven for three boys from there not to start for this game against Fermanagh. These boys have proven that they can do it at lost their level on a similar football, similar sort of conditions, similar, you know, setup. That 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 might be something that Pally might look at, looking at the Kilcree boys and using their experience to the advantage in Brewster Park and bringing them as more like the likes of Sheelan and even Paul Davlin there, throwing them into the mix at some stage, just to use that experience to prove how playing in these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that might be awesome if you want to put six, seven boys into the mix in one club. Hey, do you think Fitzy's got a Kilcree jersey on him there? <laughs> or, or, you know, um, he's had it on all year. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he must be looking at a job, is he? <laughs> In the boardroom, <laughs> Mickey Moran's right hand man. The lads predictions then. Um, you know, it'd be it'd be great to see a you know ten point win against Fermanagh, but realistically, is it going to happen, Pete? Nope. Not a 10-point win. Down will win. I think Down will win the game. Mm-hmm. And in one sense, Down are very unfortunate that there's no supporters there because half of the people in Fermanagh actually support Down anyway. <laughs> and that goes back to the 60s when Down knocked Calvin off their perch as Ulster Kingpins. But in Fermanagh, uh, when we went there, the, this was the most amazing thing was that people there were actually more interested in how Down were doing almost than how Fermanagh were doing. Um, and... I think even so, if down win the game, the people of Fermanagh will still be happy enough anyway. Um, so, yes, I'm going for a down win by two points. So, your statue will be all right, Pete, whenever down win them. Is that what you're saying? It'll be painted half red and black and half green and white. <laughs> Bully, um, never mind Pete's statue. Um, the predictions for the, for the game? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be tight too. I'm going to go for. Down win by three. Um, it's not an easy place to go, um, but I just think with the pace down have up front, I can see them maybe create a couple of goal chances, you know. And um, as I say, the Jerome, if he can carry his club form into the game on Sunday, then we we will see the net rattle a couple of times, no doubt about that. So I'm going to go for a down win, three to four points. Uh, Pony, just on 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 that, um, you know, we had a, a discussion a couple of weeks ago whenever the championship was going on about, you know, the renaissance of of Jerome. Um, did you ever find that yourself that you were playing and and it just wasn't happening for you, and then all of a sudden, you know, you, it it goes again, like yeah, loads of time, right? <laughs> <laughs> loads of time. But what's the saying? Form his temporary class is permanent, like, and he's shown that this year. You know, he did probably go through a wee blip, but he's he's had a few operations. I think he had one in the shoulder, and you know, it's anyone who's had. I've been lucky enough, like, that I can't use the injuries as an excuse because I haven't had too many of them. But um, it does take a wee while getting back into the swing of things, like you know, and that he's shown his quality this year, and it's good to see Ryan back in as well too, because I think he can add something to the fold. Um, as well on Sunday, I actually forgot about him now. Whenever we were going through the team earlier, so another lad who's an abundance of talent when he puts his mind to it, you know, and gets on the ball and actually drives forward. You know, he's very, very hard to stop. So you can imagine him, Mooney, and Liam Kerr running that for man of defence on Sunday. Like it's um, some weapon to have. It is. No, it's it's. But see, you know, well, well, you know, it would have been nice to see on a on a dry sunny day, um, you know, going to Brewster Park, but. You know, are these lads going to get the chance to, to run at this from on a defence? And, and you know, how do you see a down win? Do you know what? It's hard to bloody know, isn't it? It's we're, we're, <laughs> that's what that's what you're on for, Fitzer. You know, we're we're basing them very little. I think the bookies are down slightly, slightly in the, on the favourites peg. Um, I wouldn't rule out right a sort of extra time scenario here. I don't think this is going to be high scoring. I think chances are going to be at a premium, and if the weather is not great, it's going to be it, it's going to lend itself to a low-scoring game. Don't rule out extra time, but you're, you're hoping, and you're hoping that'll it'll start a, a whole new kind of progression for down. But you hope a diamond. Oh, great, great stuff! So I heard first panels for Fitzy, so 
<laughs> hope, hope not. Lads, um, you know, thanks a million for, for coming on tonight. We'll get this on again and, and see how you know um time progress. Um just on, on a couple of final notes. Paulie, congratulations with all the, the fundraising um for for your Martin. It's uh you know fantastic um you know amount raised and, and fair play raised. Uh, you've done a half marathon. Yeah, we um we did the half marathon last Sunday and um I was only supposed to do six miles, so I ended up doing the whole lot. So Mickey Walsh isn't gonna be too happy with me, you know. But um yeah, look, uh I suppose it was probably another reason for taking the coaching role too, you know, the family's been hit with a, a big a big blow this last couple of months and it puts things into perspective for me, you know. Um so I delighted with how the fundraiser the fundraiser went and I would just like to thank people who maybe are tuning in to you that have donated and that too because we raised I think maybe 15, 16 grand and then there's a few other donations that um, Mary Louise has and her niece has as well so we could be touching 20 grand for a, an absolutely first class uh, charity so um, we're delighted so thank you to anybody who donated. It was, um, you know, it was great, it's great to see and you know I think uh, Liam McKibben you know, needs a Couple more runs. He wasn't happy with his 10k or his half marathon uh, time. So Liam have to work a wee bit harder in preseason now to get up to, up to scratch. But um, Benny will work him hard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, um, no great way to, to remember Martin, Mark, and and, and Pete, um, is there is there back in again then for for another year? Um, you know what's the goals? This I always ask you what's the goals, and it never changes. But what's the realistic goals this year? Well, uh, I said it last year. I said again. I think it is realistic that we challenge for a championship. Um, but to do that, it's, it's as clear as day. We have a six-point deficit against Kilcoo overturn this year. Uh, we we feel we didn't do ourselves justice that day, but it's already feeling that, that way. You've got to go out and prove that. Um, and that's going to take a lot of hard work from a lot of people. It's going to take a serious, serious effort uh, from players, from management, from the club. And then we, we'll see where we are. Look, nobody really knows even what shape next year is going to take yet. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how that, that pans out and stuff. But we're ambitious and, and that certainly won't change. No, good stuff. Good stuff, Pete. Paulie, I suppose the, the, the miners is up in the air as well. It's, he's he's targeting January, or I don't know. It's, geez, it was it was a hard pill to swallow that one. Do you know what? It was probably one of the biggest disappointments I've had in a long time. Mm. Um, we left the training park yesterday, the Tuesday night before it, and on Wednesday morning when the news came through, it was just like somebody had punched you in the stomach, you know. And I just couldn't imagine how them young lads felt because. People don't realise that um, this lockdown and everything else has affected those young lads something serious. And there has been a couple of lads who, you know, have been really, really affected by it, you know, from speaking to yeah. parents and whatnot. So the release them young lads got been back out in the field. And then obviously when we got closer to the game, um, there was just this buzz about the training that it was just brilliant to see amongst a group of young lads, you know. Um we had just finished like a bit of an in-house game on the Tuesday nights and the lads were getting a bit of gear on the Thursday night. And then for that, just to be stripped away so close to the game was just heartbreaking. So just hoping now and praying that um, they, they get to go ahead with with the, the, the competition at some stage because, as I said to you earlier, about um, talent and that coming through, there's most talent in this group and they just have a brilliant attitude. They're an absolute pleasure to... To, to coach now and um, I just hope that they get the chance to pull on that red and black jersey so look we're hopeful that it'll still go ahead and got help our hopefully you know we're not disappointed you know so yeah, um, yeah. it's uh, I think it was I think it's been touted about January but uh, you know being involved with a team yourself and, and you know it is, it is a hard one even for management whenever games are pulled or or even the competitions are pulled, like it must have been just like, you know, how do you refocus again for them young fellas? Uh, tough, and especially on, on 16, 17 year olds, you know, just 
look back to when you were at all age and you did you get excited for club minor games and you know mm-hmm. not to mention this is county level now and the, I think from all accounts this was a probably one of Down's strongest teams at that level in, in a long time. So there's even potential of an Ulster title there as well. Like we haven't won one of them at minor level since '99. So no pressure. <laughs> huh? He says there's going to be an Ulster title. So we'll get it in January. Yeah. So look, hopefully they go again and we do, you know, the new year 2021 and the managed if you get it run off in a time frame. And so those boys do not miss out because they don't want to look back in, in years to come. Look, because we never got to play our, our under 17 champs. It would be great for them if it did go ahead in some shape or form. No, definitely. Definitely well, boys. And lads, thanks a million. Um, you know, we'll wait and see how Down get on this, this um, knockout championship. It's knockout football. It's great. Um, and I hope Down actually, the Down Championship, Club Championship actually takes this format because it's your day and uh, it'd be great to see, great to see a Down win. Thanks a million, man. Thanks, John.